Year after year after year, I hear people tell me that they do not want to pay large subscription fees or for memberships to be able to get access to content related to safety. So me and my friends here at Safety FM have come up with an idea called Safety FM Plus. This is a video streaming service that allows you to have some downloadable document content available readily wherever you are. You can go to the website safetyfmplus.com or go to the Apple Store app and download it for your iPhone, iPad, or even Apple TV. It's also available on Android and Android TV, Roku, and Fire TV. We want to be wherever you are. So to get you started, you can come to the website or download the apps as we just discussed. The other great portion about this is that if you sign up right now at safetyfmplus.com, you will get a downloadable version of Simple Revolutionary Acts, the first book by Dr. Todd Conklin as part of your membership to get into this. So go right now to safetyfmplus.com to find out more information. That is safetyfmplus.com. This, this, this show is brought to you by Safety FM. The following program is rated MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, and violence. It is intended only for mature audiences. Finally, show with the balls to call it like it is. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Countdown to audio torture. The Rated R Safety Show starts in three, two, one. Ah, let the eardrum pain begin. Forget the corporate bullshit. This is the Rated R Safety Show with your host, Dr. Uh, it doesn't matter who the host is. Well, you know it, you love it, you want some more of it. You automatically know that it does not matter who the host is. Today is Wednesday, July the 8th of 2020, day 190 of the year, and only 176 more days to go from this bad boy. Anyways, you are listening to the Rated R Safety Show streaming live and in living color across safetyfm.com, safetyfm.tv, and the differing streaming services that are out there. Hello, Spency, and welcome to the show. Hey, I see Mr. Sheldon Primus out there as well. Anyway, so today, you know how it goes, how we start. Hopefully, everything's been going well inside of your neck of the woods. Today, during the show, we're going to do some different aspects, some different things. We have some ticket giveaways for our Hop Fundamentals class that will be coming up, so be paying close attention to when that occurs. I'll let you know what you need to do for that one, and that one will occur live here on the show. Anyways, besides that, you know how this goes. We get to start it off with some feature story news. We'll get that started, and then we'll get into my normal bullshit, as you already know how that happens. Bringing you information you never knew you cared about. Rated R Safety Show. From Feature Story News in Washington, I'm Rebecca Foster. The U.S. has hit a new record with 60,000 fresh coronavirus infections registered on Tuesday. The total number of cases nationwide is approaching 3 million. 
This as the UK's finance minister has issued a major update on the government's plan to help the country's finances recover from the coronavirus pandemic. In his summer economic statement to Parliament, Rishi Sunak warned Britain is facing profound challenges from the crisis, but promised billions of pounds of investment to help stimulate job creation and the housing market. Benji Heyer reports from London. Rishi Sunak ended his speech by telling MPs this is a question of values, not economics, stating that we won't be defined by the crisis but our response to it. He claims the government's plan will turn the UK's national recovery into millions of stories of personal renewal. In a series of announcements, the Chancellor committed to a kickstart programme encouraging employers to create new jobs for young people and lowered value-added tax for the hospitality industry and removed stamp duty on properties up to half a million pounds. Two major American universities are suing President Trump to try and stop him from removing foreign students' visas if their courses move exclusively online. Harvard and the Massachusetts Institute of Technology argue the policy is simply a pressure tactic to try and force higher education facilities to reopen during the pandemic. Nick Harper reports from Washington. The new U.S. policy announced earlier this week would effectively deport the almost 400,000 foreign students studying in the U.S. if their university or college chose not to have in-person classes. Harvard's president called the policy cruel and reckless and without regard to concerns for the health and safety of students. Harvard and MIT argue it's a politically motivated policy and would cost the U.S. billions of dollars in lost revenue from overseas students. Harvard has already announced purely online classes when it reopens after the summer. Toxic speech, racism and misinformation on Facebook could unfairly influence the upcoming U.S. presidential election, according to a new report. Civil rights auditors say the social media site has not done enough to address the problem. FSN's Sarah Walton has more. The independent examination of Facebook's policies and practices was carried out by a civil rights law firm over several years. It says the company's decision not to remove inflammatory rhetoric and fake news, particularly linked to President Donald Trump, could have serious repercussions for this year's election and even suppress voter turnout. It accuses the site of prioritising free speech over equality and non-discrimination. I'm Sarah Walton in New York. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. This show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Well, what do you think there? There's some stuff right there for you from Feature Story News. By the way, so Spency, I see you right there inside of the chat box. Thanks for going back and forth there. Now, you're saying six months in Australia? I thought it was six weeks. Did they actually turn it over to six months? Anyways, just in case for those people that are listening via radio station or via podcast, what happens on the streaming section is that we also have a chat box that is available. Sometimes you'll hear some tinging that actually does come across. So it lets people interact live and in living color. And we have I am Spency OOP inside of there um, that's actually making a reference that Australia is on close down or lockdown for the next six months, which I thought it was six weeks is what they said yesterday. But, oh, okay, so he's saying six weeks now. Anyway, so I just wanted to make sure that we were clear there um, before I did move forward. Anyways, like I said earlier, you're listening to the Rated R Safety Show coming to you live on the Safety FM studios, and we are streaming live across the 
interverse of the web here. Let me get you into the We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. Okay, so taking it from the top of the hit list, shit list, or whatever kind of list you want to call it, let's go for it right here. A judge has set a $1.2 million bail for the man accused for driving his car on to a closed Seattle freeway where he hit two protesters, killing one and seriously injuring the other. DeWitt Collett drove his car around vehicles that were parked on the interstate to protect a group of black feminine march demonstrators, part of the Black Lives Movement. Now, after hitting the two people, Collette sped away. Charges have yet been filed at the attorney's office. He's waiting for additional required information from state patrol. So as you are aware there, boom, we have an issue right off the bat as we start talking about it. As you start seeing things that are going on in Seattle with the protest. Now, what do you think here? What's your thought process as you hear something like this? And this actually occurring inside of the multiverse here. Of course, this section being inside of Seattle, $1.2 million, one death, one seriously injured. How does that actually work for you? What do you think about as this information does come about? Now, there is a whole conversation that we can have there. There is something that we can talk that it's, you know, crazy on what's going on inside of the world. Some people might say that it's perfectly fine, depending on their point of view. And that's their point of view. Now, it is a something that you have to think about is the highway. Was it closed down by the State Department or was it closed down due to the protest? Not saying one's right and what's wrong. Duh. But it's something to think about as we do move forward and have the conversation. Anyways, let's continue on with some of the stories that are going on here. Employees at Jimmy John's in Georgia have been fired after filming themselves making a noose out of dough and simulating a hanging. The clip shared on Snapchat shows one employee putting a noose around the neck while the other heard laughing off screen. Another employee then holds the end of the rope in the air, making it appear as it was through a hanging of using a noose. So that's something to think about. The franchise owner told CNN swift action has been taken, but did not share how many were fired. Now, if you do look at the video clip, the clip is readily and available online. Not something difficult to find. There's about two people filming, two people going through the interaction itself. So that makes a total of four. But does that mean that all four people were fired? Is it a justifiable firing? What was they, they were trying to represent as the information was being, well, we'll say disseminated because they were creating the interaction there. It was a dough, you know, the, the bread that they make there at Jimmy John's. I'm sure you've been to Jimmy John's. A lot of people have been to Jimmy John's. But they were making dough or having dough, making bread, and that's what they were using it for. Is it the right thing to do? Probably not. But how do you look at this interaction? We can have so many different conversations about this, of course. There's definitely different ways to take a look at this. But what is your thought process as you start hearing this? What is the thought process that goes about of what's going to happen? Do you think employees should be fired because of that? Reprimanded? Disciplined? So on. Something to think about as they do move forward. What do I know? More sarcasm than a Mortal Kombat beatdown. Rated R, safety show. 
A man fought off a deadly snake with only a knife in his seatbelt as he drove down the highway in Australia last week. When Queensland police noted the erratic driver and pulled him over, the 27-year-old told the officers that a snake had slipped its way through his truck and the gear shift and then attacked him. When the officers asked where the snake went, the man said that he used his knife and his seatbelt to kill it. The eastern brown snake, one of the world's deadliest, and threw it into the back seat. The back seat. That's a, a damn brave place to throw it. Concerned that he might have been bitten, officers called the paramedics onto the scene that determined that they were, the driver was shockingly not bitten, but found that he was suffering from shock. Well, man, I will tell you, I would be in shock, too. I mean, I would assume you would be in shock as well. Imagine all of a sudden you're driving down the highway, boom, 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 boom. And your gear shift, all of a sudden you have a snake doing an appearance act. I mean, I don't even know how the dude managed to do it. Between a knife and a seatbelt to pull that shit off, I don't know. I think I would have freaked out. Probably would have wrecked my car. But who knows? I mean, good I mean, good for him. I don't know. Throwing it into the back seat, though, is a little, you know, offsetting. This is something that I look at it and I go, okay, if I would have thrown it into the back seat, if the thing would have still been alive, I would have never known if it would have attacked me. That's where I would have started freaking out. I would start going, holy crap, dude. What do we do now? I mean, in throwing it into the front seat, I don't know if that's going to be a better idea. But something to think about, of course, as we do talk about it. Something, you know, that people have to wonder as we do move forward. We are now video streaming the Rated R Safety Show. I don't know why our host has a face for radio. Rated R Safety Show. Okay, corrections officer at Brooklyn Prison say that Mix Maxwell, who called home as are determined that she is not going to have the same fate as her pal, Jeffrey Epstein. A source told Fox News that the Bureau of Prisons doesn't want another black eye, adding that Maxwell will be guarded by the prison's highest security available to make sure that she's able to stand trial. Maxwell will remain at the Brooklyn prison until an arraignment, which could come as early as Thursday when the judge will determine if she will stand behind bars until the trial or will be given bail. Now, of course, in the court of public opinion, there's a lot of conversations there. If Mix Maxwell should actually be able to apply for bail because she's able to do pretty much whatever she wants because she's extremely rich. Do you think, as you've heard this Jeffrey Epstein story for a long period of time now, that this is something that she should not be able to be granted of bail and she should be remaining behind bars during the whole time? It is a subject of a conversation, of course, and something that I will ask you as a listener, viewer, whatever the hell you want to call yourself, as you're taking a view and a listen to my garbage today. Duh. What do you think about it? How do you look at this whole thing and go, hmm, this makes sense, this doesn't make sense? I don't know. Something to think about. Anyways, let me talk about something a little bit closer to home currently going on. ICUs in Florida are overflowing with patients. As the state grapples with sharp rise of the coronavirus cases, intensive care units in 43 hospitals have reached capacity, according to the state agency for health administration. Meanwhile, another 32 hospitals in the state have been their capacity dwindled to 10 percent. On Tuesday, the state reported that 7,347 new cases and additional 63 deaths in total. Florida has seen, are you ready for this? 214,000 cases 
with 3,841 deaths. Think about it. Think about the quantity of cases that are going on here in the U.S. Think, well, not, let's not even talk about the U.S. Let's talk about just Florida alone. As you can take a listen here and take a view sometimes on what's exactly going on, especially if you go to the John Hopkins University source of information of things that are available, you will see the numbers there and what the spread is. Something to think about. Bye-bye, Mr. Primus. Um, but something to think about for sure as we do move forward and have the conversation. Because those numbers are astronomical. I mean, I could go as far as saying that they're crazy. But, man, it's something entirely out of the ordinary. Something entirely different than what we're accustomed to. And, of course, we're going to get into some more news about this here in just a bit. But let's continue down the path here. A nine-year-old girl was killed and her sister was seriously injured after being struck by lightning during a hike with her mom in southern Georgia over the holiday weekend. According to officials, the three headed to a wooden shelter as the storm rolled in. A lightning strike hit a nearby pine tree and a bolt of electricity traveled to the shelter, hitting the child as she sat on a bench. Her sister suffered serious burns and was airlifted to a burn center where she remains in critical condition. The mom sustained no injuries. Now, this was happening over the holiday weekend in a storm that occurred, a lightning strike. So something, you know, that you technically have no control over. And one can actually do some arguments there about some different shit and start talking about, well, why were you outside? Well, if you're going for a hike, how would you know? And then, you know, one can argue some other stuff there as well. But something to think about as we do have the conversation, especially them being outside in the lightning storm. Unfortunately, the passing of the nine-year-old and with the sister having some serious injuries at the time. Listen to our host of the Rated R Safety Show. Self-implode on our airwaves only on Safety FM. So as you might have heard, the home of the king of all media is trying to get bigger and bigger as they expand some more. Sirius XM Holdings has almost sealed the deal to acquire EP Script Stitcher Podcast Division for $300 million. Just in case you're not aware, the broadcasting company is no stranger to big deals. And what do I mean by that? It acquired Pandora in late 2018 for $3.5 billion with a B. And earlier this year, it took a $75 million stake in SoundCloud. So they are definitely looking into this podcasting game, as you already know. The other portion that you want to think about and have the conversation about is look at the stuff that someone like Spotify is doing. Recently, they've signed Joe Rogan to a multi-year, multi-million dollar contract. So this podcast game, or space, however you want to look at it, is pretty big. Is becoming a big deal around the world. The influence that it has, the different things that it's doing. So I want you to think about that as we move forward. And we have the conversation here in regards of what's going on here at the Rated R Safety Show. No, nobody's trying to buy our podcast. Like I always tell people, we are an award-winning podcast that hasn't worn jack shit. Yeah, I mean that with no shame either. Just kidding here. So anyways, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to go in here for a moment. We're going to play two songs, back-to-back two songs. 
during this, I'm going to take, let's see, before I say what I'm going to do, we are going to give away one ticket, one virtual ticket to our Hot Fundamentals class during the two-song plays. Here's what you're going to have to do to be able to win the ticket. If you look at our scroller, we have the phone number, so you'll get us into the hotline. I will take caller number. Let's see. Caller number. What do we got? Caller number. I'm not sure what I want to do here. We will take caller number five. Caller number five after this little music break. The number's at the bottom of the screen, 866-930-SFM1. 866-930-SFM1. of us don't want to speak up or rock the boat. We don't want to seem as if we're insensitive or selfish, and others take these times as an opportunity to be reckless and even negligent. Don't be taken advantage of wrong is wrong no matter what else is going on in the world. And if you need help, reach out to real trial lawyers. We'll be there to right the wrongs. Figer Law. 
What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Well, 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 thank you for Shanna. I think she said Shanna. From Des Moines. Anyways, hopefully, hopefully you're enjoying this rated I safety show uh, today, Wednesday. And just in case, so you'll know that it's in real time. It's currently 1222 in the Eastern time zone. So Shanna will actually be participating. Well, not participating. She'll be part of the audience members at our upcoming event here on the 29th of July. Yeah, July it is. Okay, let's continue, continue, continue. After a five-day run of positive finishes, the SBNP 500 has all but fell in the indicates in the in all three of the sites that are important to people, early gains were wiped out from fresh concerns regarding the COVID nineteen outbreak that became the focus of the day. The travel industry had the largest sell off, with cruise lines, hotels, and airlines all getting hit the hardest. The bright spot was Novax Inc., which will be awarded a one point six billion dollar grant as a part of the White House operational warp speed to speed up the manufacture. Ring of a coronavirus vaccine. The stock finishing almost up by 32%. So something to take a look at for sure. If that's something that you're interested in. So just letting you know. And by the way, just in case you were wondering, I did not play two songs because I thought that the the calling thing was going to take a little bit longer than what I expected. But it sure as hell did not take as long as I thought. So just wanted to share that with you. That was the reason of the shortness of it. Anyways, that's what's going on. So anyways, let's get you back into our main news story. So let's go there. Here is our main story on the Rated R Safety Show. Okay. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about this. Yeah, you probably looked at the top of the of the guide today and you said, what the hell is the name of that episode? No, it is not a typo. I have been known to do some major screw-ups in that particular fashion, but that was not the case this time around. Woo, lucky me. Anyway, so let's talk about it. A person in Florida has been infected by the Nigeria florei. Yeah, you heard me correctly there. A rare and unusual deadly brain-eating amoeba. Yeah, a brain-eating amoeba in Florida. According to health officials, the amoeba can cause a rare infection of the brain called a primary amoebic, and I'm going to screw up this other word, that will probably be the best way to pronounce it. I did that on purpose, just in case you were wondering, which destroys brain tissue. The infection occurs only when contaminated water enters the body through the nose. The peak season of the amoeba is July, August, and September. Yeah, that is the letters of J-A-S. Short almost for Jason. You know, the remainder portion of the year. Just spells out Jason before you get to the D, but that's a whole other story. As the infectious usually, uh, usually occurs when temperatures increase for prolonged periods of time. There have been 37 reported cases in Florida since 1962. Now, let me tell you this, because, of course, this is going to be part of the conversation as we talk about it. Some people in Florida that might be listening might go, holy shit, now I need to have something else that I need to be scared about. No, that wasn't the purpose of the conversation. The purpose of the conversation was to make a reference point on what's going on. Now, I know that a lot of people say, "Okay, well, I'm not going to get the amoeba. I'm not going to get this portion of anything that's going on. But it is a point to talk about. It is a point to bring up. 
It's eating brain tissue. Brain tissue. It doesn't specify how the person actually did get it. Now, it did say that it is somebody in Florida. It didn't actually state the location either. You know, I think it's interesting that I bring this up and we have the conversation because I know of people that have always told me to be concerned with those things that you can take that you put in one side of your nostril and it drains out into the other one. You normally use it during cold season because of flesh-eating amoebas. Well, this one's a brain-eating amoeba. So what do you think there? What is your thought process? Do you say, hey, jump into the water? Saying, for instance, that was the occurrence on how it occurred? And wear a nose plug? Or don't jump into the water? You see, there's so many things you can be afraid of. What did I say? 37 cases since 1962? Doesn't seem like a lot. Unless you get it. Then, of course, it seems like a ton. What do you think about this story? Is it interesting? Is it intriguing? And of course, this adds to the, of course, a portion of most conversations that do occur inside of the world of the weird shit that happens inside of Florida. Because I will tell you, and it's not not only because I live here, but some of the strangest things I've ever seen in my life have occurred while I've been here. It is a pretty strange place. I like it, but still kind of strange. Don't mean that in a bad way. Duh. Duh. But they do have some... Odd things that do occur from time to time. I don't know why that happens. It just happens. Welcome to Florida. That's the way that it goes. You are listening to a radio god. What? This has to be an error. That host is not a radio god. Anyways, this is the Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Okay, so here we go. President Trump said that administration will very much put pressure on governors to reopen schools in the fall. In a meeting with the White House alongside the First Lady Melania Trump, the president explained our country has to get back. And it's going to get back as soon as possible. And I don't consider our country coming back if schools are closed. Everybody wants it. The mom wants it. The dad wants it. The kids want it. We will put our fire. We will put our fires at the... <laughs> Well, hold on. Let's try that again. We will put out the fires as they come up. But we have to open our schools. Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar added that we have the tools to reopen the schools. We're at the very different place now than what we were two to three months ago. Also, American Academy of Pediatrics has repeatedly urged officials to let students be physically present at school. The AAP. President Dr. Sarah Goza told Fox News that on Monday, after weighing in what we know about children in the coronavirus, we really strongly advocate that the goal should be to have students physically present in school. What do you think? This is something that we need to talk about for sure, especially if you have children. Or if you have nieces and nephews and grandchildren. Are you willing to send your children to school with everything that's going on? You see the numbers up and down and spike and round and blah, 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 the peaks and valleys and so on. But what do you think? Are you willing to bet? Are you willing to put a risk out there? Not this time on your life, but on your children's life. It's just a risk. Or is it one of those theories that is just a stupid theory Because there's really nothing going on. So just send the kids back to school. 
I'm just asking the question to ask. You'll know better than I do. You'll do the research that's the proper research that needs to be done, and you'll do what is best for your family, for your children. But the question remains the same question. Are you willing to take the risk of putting your child's life on the line? That will be the true determination if you believe that it's fake or if you believe that it's real. I don't know. I'm just having the conversation here. I'm not a medical doctor. I've never claimed to be one. And I know I don't play one on TV either. But it is a good conversation to have. If schools reopen come the fall, will you send your child to school? Only you, as a parent, can make that choice on what you're willing to risk. If, and it is a big if, you consider it. A risk. Not everybody sees it as a risk. Some people say, with the bunch amount of bullshit, because all the information is not true, we should just send children back to school. So what do you think? Think about it for a moment. Just wondering. Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Okay, so as you might have heard, this one was kind of making some rounds and rounds and rounds. So let's talk about it. The Trump administration issued a notice of withdrawal from the World Health Organization on Tuesday. Yes, that is known as a pregnant pause. Congressional lawmakers were also notified of the official removal effective July 2021. What are you thinking there? Is it the right decision? Is it the wrong decision? What do you think about the decision? Realistically, here's the way that it should work. Based on your opinion of the decision, good, bad, ugly, or indifferent, There is a date in November that you can actually reference what you thought about that decision if it's important to you. Good, bad, or indifferent. If you agree, vote for. If you don't agree, don't vote for. That's the great thing about election. You get to make the choice on who gets to sit in that big chair. Make the decisions for the country. And yeah, that did turn political relatively quick, it felt like. Never want to make this a politics show, that's for sure. Anyways, let's continue. Georgia Governor Brian Kemp has declared a state of emergency after a surge in shootings over the holiday weekend that killed five and injured 31 people, some two of whom were children. The shooting came after weeks of violent crime and property destruction in Atlanta. Kemp, a Republican, said a peaceful protest were hijacked by criminals and dangerous, destructive agenda. Now, innocent Georgia, Georgia, oh, I can't even say it. People from Georgia, because I'm not going to be able to say that, are being targeted, shot, some who were children. The shooting came after weeks of violent crime and property destruction in Atlanta. I don't know. I, I, I look at it and go. I don't get it, but let's let's continue, continue, continue. The lawlessness must be stopped and the order restored in our capital city. I have declared a state of emergency and called up the Georgia Guard because the safety of citizens comes first. I remember a few weeks back, we had a, a video clip that was on the news in Atlanta that we played by Killer Mike 
about something that he had to say and share. And boy, did I think that it was an interesting version of a message on how he shared that. I thought it was intriguing on what he had to say. What do you think about it? What do you think about the state of emergency issued in Georgia? Do you think that a state of emergency should be issued in more areas? I don't know. I'm just having the conversation between you and I here. No one else is listening. But what do you think? Does it make sense? Are we in a case of emergency all across the board? I hear the term more and more, and it's something almost scary to talk about, the term martial law. Do you think we're going to see that anytime soon? And what's your thought process if we do? Something to think about. But what do I know? It's the guy behind a microphone. Safety in a way never heard of before. The Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Okay, so no winner for Saturday night's Powerball drawing. Tonight's drawing will be for $69 million jackpot or a $59 million cash payout. Which would be your choice if you decide to do so? Anyways, let's check into some of the celebrity news that some people want to know about. So let's talk about it. In the world of showbiz, Duh. VH1 once considered calling the Flavor Flav show, dating show, you know, if you want to call it a dating show, the Blackshuler. Yeah, the Blackshuler. Not the Bachelor. Oh my God, not the Bachelor. The Blackshuler. A source told Page Six the top execs were tossing it around, and it became apparent that there was never going to be an actual black bachelor. As many know, the 2006, 2006 show was named Flavor of Love, and 14 years later, ABC has selected the first black bachelor. Interesting how things come back into the sequence of the news events, but hey, that's just the things that do occur. Netflix show... Our hit show, Dead to Me, has been renewed for a third and final season. The streaming service announced the news on Monday while also revealing that they have formed a multi-year partnership with the creator Liz Feldman, the original series, and other projects. So there you go. Anyways, Deacon Phillips announced that she that he will be releasing the first ever single on Friday. The son of Reese Weatherspoon and Ryan Phillippe surprised fans with the news by sharing the artwork of the new song, Long Run, on Instagram. He did not elaborate on what kind of music he will be playing or even if he will be singing or producing the music. Something to think about as you hear this. Anyways, let's go about this real quick. I'm sure you heard this news has been making the the rounds here for earlier in the week. The hashtag RIP Ellen was trending on Monday night leading many fans to believe that Ellen DeGeneres had died when actually it was referencing rumors from the last week that said that her talk show was getting axed. One witty Twitter user mocked the entertainer with fake obituary featuring pictures of DeGeneres, various celebrity (laughs) double gongers. There we go. Producers of the show tried to clear up the rumors last week saying the show is not ending, but that it seems to have fallen on deaf ears. What do you think? Do you watch the Ellen show? Do you think that it was a suitable replacement show for the Oprah Winfrey show? Just asking the question. I don't know. 
I know that she dances at the beginning of the show. There's been a couple of guests that I've seen on there, but it's not something that I watch frequently. That's for sure. But some people have been turned off by some of the comments that she has made or some of the stuff that she has posted. And I think that it's easy, real easy to offend some. And I'm going to say it's real easy to offend some. Not that I ever offend people. Duh. But she stated stuff that was her point of view. And sometimes those things can get you in trouble. Not everybody's always going to agree with what you have to say, and I'm not defending Ellen by no means. Please understand that. I think the only thing I really know about Ellen is that she was a comedian, had her own show, comedy show. She came out on the show, and I know she was on a season of American Idol, but don't ask me much more outside of that. But she made some comments or Twitter posts that people did not appreciate. I always tell people, it's always interesting that when you are in front of the general public on how things can take a turn relatively quick on some of the things that you might post. And yes, I do believe that you have some responsibility as a public figure. I don't fall into that category because I'm definitely not a public figure. On some of the things that you say, post, and do. But what did she say that was so offensive? She was giving her point of view of something. Yeah, she lives in a mansion. No doubt about it. She was on lockdown. She gave her opinion on what she thought. Was it really that terrible? I don't know. Something to think about, of course. Anyways, let's continue. Martin Scorsese is making a documentary about the New York Dolls frontman, David Johansson. The untitled doc will look at Johansson's career from his childhood in Staten Island to years fronting the flamboyant 70s era's New York Dolls to the his evolution of Busta, his blues work with the Harry Smiths in the 1990s to present day, according to to Deadline. There's not yet a release date for the documentary, but something to take a look for if you're a big Martin Scorsese fan or a Johansson fan, just in case, as we talk. Anyways, a GoFundMe page for the late Nick Cordero has hit almost $1 million dollars. More than doubling the initial goal of $400,000, the page was set up to help Cordero's wife pay for medical and funeral expenses after the Broadway star passed away due to complications related to the coronavirus. Cordero, who has been in the hospital for 95 days, leaves behind his wife, Amanda Klutz, and his son, Elvis. In some other news taking place around the world, Halle Berry has pulled out of playing a transgender male in an upcoming movie after facing major backlash online. Berry shared on Instagram that she was being considered for a character where the woman is a trans character, so she's a woman that is transitioning into a man, only to later backtrack following harsh comments on social media. The actress said, I now understand that I should not have considered the role. And that the transgender community should be undeniably have the opportunity to tell their own story. What do you think? What do you think about that? Do you think a transgender person should play the role? Do you, or do you think they should sort it? Meaning the people that are doing the script and the movie, the producers, to the best fit 
actor or actress for the role? Just a thought. Just a question. I'm not sure how that normally works. Something to think about, of course. That's the only thing you can do. Duh. But you know how this goes. We just have the conversation and talk about the things that are going on. You are listening to something magical. <laughs> You're listening to the Rated R Safety Show. Yeah, 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 yeah. You are listening to the Rated R Safety Show. Let's continue on with some more news around here. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Okay, let's see. Kanye West, which we talked about yesterday. Here you go. You're going to love this in the world of trademarking. Has trademarked West Day Ever. Yes, that is West Day Ever. After announcing his deal with Gap, the rapper trademarked the phrase to use on a clothing and footwear. The legal filing means that he can put West Day Ever on products ranging from T-shirts, hoodies, to sportswear and babywear, as well as shoes and sneakers. The 10-year deal with Gap called Yeezy Gap. Yeezy. Yeezy. Is expected to launch in early 2021 if we get around to it. Okay, that was sarcasm. I apologize. Apologize about that. Duh. So, something to think about as we do talk about it. Anyways, Prince Harry faced criticism after taking a swipe at British Empire in a video chat alongside his wife, Meghan Markle. The Dukes of Sussex said that the history of the Commonwealth must be acknowledged even if it's uncomfortable during the discussion on justice and equal rights. Harry explained that he feels that the Commonwealth should follow. Other who have acknowledged the past and are trying the, to right their wrongs. He also admitted his own unconscious bias. So something going on there, conversation-wise. The Chiefs in the sports news, yes, the Kansas City Chiefs have locked down Super Bowl MVP Patrick Mahomes through 2031. League sources told ESPN that the deal is worth $450 million. $450 million over the next 10-year period could be worth about five hundred up to $503 million. This includes a $140 million injury guarantee. As we all know, and he as well has a no trade clause. The Chiefs traded up in 2017 to draft him with the 10th overall pick. So there you go. Good for him. Especially if you can land half a billion dollars in this market. And in this time, the Chiefs must really think high of you. I wonder how these new contracts are working. How do you think that works out? Especially, you know, with some of these seasons being retracted, some of these seasons actually being cut short, some of the seasons even being canceled in the sporting world, not talking about football here. Duh. How do you think that works in regards to the pay scale? Do you think that it has something listed on there that if the season gets cut back, he makes less money? Something to think about, of course, as we do have the conversation here on the Rated R Safety Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't Don't go go anywhere. You're listening to the home of real safety talk. You are listening to Safety FM. We'll be right back.
Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. Hey, we have to try to be entertaining around here at the Rated R Safety Show, as you already know. Anyways, we are streaming across the multiverse here on safetyfm.com and safetyfm.tv. And, of course, any kind of streaming media that we're able to get onto. Yeah, we have about a choice of different, about 30, just in case, if you were wondering and thinking about it. Anyways, let me talk about a couple things that are coming up relatively quick. I got some pretty cool interviews coming up on the Jay Allen Show, but I'm not sure if I'm supposed to tell you who it is yet. But once you once it comes out, you're going to know who I'm talking about today, right now, at this particular moment. Anyways, tomorrow, tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern time, if you do get an opportunity, we're going to be putting on this lovely event right here. If you are looking at the screen, then you'll get to see what's going on. If you're listening to the podcast or the radio show, then you won't get to see it, but I'll tell you what it is. We are having a little conference, little meeting, little virtual session open to the general public and for free. Our safety in-house safety consultant, Sheldon Primus, will be conducting a meeting with me and open to the public. This is a question about diversity. So tomorrow, 3 p.m. Eastern time, you have the opportunity to attend the event virtually from the comfort of wherever the hell you'd like to take it. If you go right now to safetyfm.com and go to the live virtual section, that's safetyfm.com live virtual section, this will allow you to get a virtual ticket to get in. Now, this event will never stream on safetyfm.com. We will also be conducting, you know, conversation with the audience. So this will give the opportunity to interact with what we have going on. And so it's a it's a conversation about diversity and It's not a recording. It is a live event. All we're going to leave with is the memories and the learnings of the event itself. So this will give you the opportunity of doing so. If you're interested in participating, you can go to safetyfm.com, go to the live virtual section, and that will get you started and ready to go there. Other thing coming up on January the 29th, as we were already giving away tickets for it. January 29th, we got this little event coming on. Hop 101 for beginners on July the 29th of 2020 at 9 a.m. Eastern time. We'll be putting on a hop event for beginners. You can go to safetyfm.io for the opportunity to attend the conference. On this particular conference, we're doing something different. If you help us promote the event and you sign up for an affiliate link and you sell tickets through your affiliate link, we will do a 5% revenue share with you for selling some of the tickets. So just so you are aware there, we're also giving away some tickets at safetyfm.com. If you go into the contest section, so forward slash contest, and you have the opportunity of winning some tickets. And we are giving some away right here on the air, as you just heard today. So that's what we have going on currently. So those are some different options available for you. If you're interested, you can go to safetyfm.com for some more information under the live virtual section, or you can go to safetyfm.io. Let's talk about some days of the year that you can celebrate today. Duh. Starting off from the very beginning. Be a kid again. Day. Math 2.0. Day. Which sucks. National Ice Cream. Sunday. 
Sunday day. Sunday day. That's difficult. National Ice Cream Sunday day. National Milk Chocolate with Almonds day. And then Scud day. What the hell Scud day? Can somebody tell me that? I'd love to know that one. Anyways, let's talk about a couple different celebrity birthdays that are out there today. Jaden Smith, movie actor from The Karate Kid. Yeah, the remake version, not the original. Turns 22. Let's see. Sophia Bush. Yeah, I like her. I've, I've liked her for a long t- period of time. She turns 38 today. I would have never guessed. I would have never guessed that. Turns 38. Milo Vedabajillo. <laughs> Yeah, from This Is Us and Heroes turns 43. Beck. Yeah, the rock singer. You ready for this one? 50. Wow. 50. Toby Keith turns 59. Kevin Bacon. Yeah, six degrees of Kevin Bacon turns 62. Wolfgang Puck turns 71 today. Holy man. Holy, holy, holy. I feel like I'm getting older every time that I read birthdays and all this kind of fun stuff. Anyways, you've been listening to the Rated R Safety Show. You know this. Let me tell you about a couple more things relatively quick before I let you go at the top of the hour here. Number one, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is available there for you if you're suffering through thoughts of depression or mental health issues. They can help you. If you go to their website, that is suicidepreventionlifeline.org, suicidepreventionlifeline.org, or you can call 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-TALK. There are some options that are available there for you. Also, the other one that I talk about all the all the time is To Write Love on Her Arms. That is some other resources that are available for you, and that is To Write Love on Her Arms. Both sites are great sites that can be able to help you if you're struggling at this particular moment in time. And something we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks and want to make sure that we do continue talking about it Duh. is missingkids.org. This will give you all of the information of kids that are missing throughout the U.S., the ones that you know normally will pop up on your Amber Alerts. If you go to missingkids.org forward slash search, you can look up kids that are there or look at the kids that are missing throughout the United States and even help print some of the posters and things to that extent. If you want to help out on the website, it also gives you the opportunity of doing donations if you'd like to do so just for the sake of actually doing it. I mean, right now there's a there's a child missing out of the Miami area, Andrew Caballero. Caballero has been missing since they turned one week. Somebody took them. So missingkids.org, if you can go out there, help out to the best of your ability, would be greatly appreciated from your friends here at Safety FM. Anyways, always thank you for being the best part of Safety FM, and that is the listener. I know who you are. You know who I am. I would normally tell you at this sequence of time that I was going to tell you bye, but I'm not going to tell you bye today. Because what I'm going to do is I'm going to play you some music until the top of the hour, and then I'm going to drop. So you can hang out with me. We got about six more minutes before the one o'clock hour. So here we go. Let's go ahead and listen to, um, I don't know, some Head in the Water by Gloria Tells.
You know what they used to tell me in radio all the time? They used to tell me, don't talk over the music. It pisses people off. <laughs> I guess the good part about owning your own radio station from time to time, you can do whatever you want. I mean, you know, to some extent. But I should not talk over the music. And definitely should never eat or drink while on the air or smack your lips. Just some terrible things to do. But anyways, you're listening to the Rated R Safety Show. So let's take a brief moment and thank some of the co-executive producers that are out there. Because I tend to forget to do this from time to time. David M., thank you. Thank you for everything that you have been doing to help support what we do here at Safety FM. Glenn D., Alex V., Gloria S., Samantha G. Loretta G. Matthew W. Todd C. Lexi K. Anyways, you have been listening to the Rated R Safety Show. You know who I am. I know who you are. Love ya. Mean it. Bye. Duh. 
The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.